0: Hey everyone, this is Marcos. This episode is now part two of a two-part recording we did on names. The first part we called Energy Balls and what happened was that we had so much fun recording our first segments that we went a little long and decided it'd be best to split the episode into two. If we didn't, it would have been way too long. Again, thank you so much for your patience and support as we continue to create content and our hope is that as we learn, cross-culture-ish would just get better and better. And now, here's part two.
1: Welcome to Cross Culturish.
0: The podcast where Nerdy Traveller Friends talk about everyday cultural experiences.
2: We're learning a lot and want to learn with you.
3: This process is fun. And sometimes it's funny. So why not record it?
0: So actually there is some cultural differences in naming. Uh, there's actually this pretty cool website I found called Behind the Name. And by cool I mean I think that it's actually structured really, really uh well. But the aesthetic is definitely a little uh Victorian <laughs> in my um in my opinion. Leaves much to uh, be desired. Yeah, I mean no no offense to behindthename.com Thank people. You for your but content. Uh, Yeah, it's actually really good content. Um but I was reading and it was talking about how different names actually like there's different traditions. Some people may some cultures traditionally would pick a name based on a family member um actually got the spanish name um structure correct which um for those of you don't know like for example my name is uh marcos Martí medina um and i have two last names and so it's something that i know that it's a little confusing for some people um i'll just go into it real quick so in in spanish culture right like you keep your your father's um father's father last name name. yeah like family name yeah your father's family name and your mother's family name so like a lot of my birth certificate it says marcos or marcos ivan ivan's my second um marty medina right marty medina my dad's name's ivan marty my mom's name is lizette medina which actually was pretty interesting when we got married because that is not (laughs) that is not tradition a dutch tradition um and Lauren, you did this, you just took my last name. Why?
4: Well, I took one of your last names. I didn't take both. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because my name, my maiden name, I guess, is Dutch and it's D Young, but it's spelled D-E space J O N G, which no one can pronounce regardless normally. And it doesn't really mesh well to make myself well, I wouldn't change names, but any potential kids would be marty de young and it just does not flow roll um go and when you're trying to mix languages because the d that is the more dutch pronunciation would become a day in spanish so it would completely change my name again so it it just would not flow the so J i mean made... it would
1: become an h right like so it would de hon- yeah de hon- de hon- yeah de hon- so, like no i just said absolutely
4: <laughs> not we're not doing this i will make a new tradition one name i will take yours but it'll be one and that'll be all
1: so was there a decision making between medina or marty
3: did you well, guys uh so- utilize your decision making matrix
1: and <laughs> yes.
0: I guess subconsciously we that, did. That yes,
1: subconsciously I did that. I kind
3: That's of right. just
0: said
4: what how does this sound? And let's go for the most um easy to pronounce version. Um well, socially you go by Marti. So only on official documents do you use both your last names, which yeah. I guess is is depending on the person and the um the part of Latin America you're from. It depends on if you use both or just one. But on your official documents you have both last names but socially you go by just the Martí, which then makes more sense than for me just to take the Martí. Um, usually if from what i understand if you do have two last names and you're going to use one you use the first of those last names
1: well i was just going to say when we lived in latin america uh david and i took david's last name when we got married and so when we would go through immigration or like whatever the process was when we would obviously walk through together they would see that we had the same last name and there was a handful of times when they were like wait a second are you guys brother and sister because you look nothing alike but because we had the same last name it kind of was this like wait a second so then explaining like culture that we come from where when you get married you either hyphenate or you take like one one's last name typically the male's last name like explaining that it was always kind of interesting to get people's responses
0: which was really interesting because like Latino culture, a lot of times, especially in the United... And there's some truth to this, but, like, especially in the United States, there's always this, like, well, Latino culture is, like, chauvinistic or machista, and and there's definitely, like, truth to that. I don't want to, like, say that it's not. But, like, in this instance, I remember my mom, like, always talking about, like... Like, that was part of her individuality. Like, my grandpa on my mom's side didn't have any boys, and so there was this idea of, like, no, this is, like, the family name. Like, Medina is actually part of the family name, and like, and, like, there was this, like which i'm not saying it's right or wrong that's just how like she viewed it and for me when lauren came to like picking a name like for me i was like i don't need you to be marty you could be lauren de young like you can be which i know some of my american friends would find it a huge yeah. deal like if their spouse yeah. was you know or their wife was not taking a uh uh their name and i was like lauren it's your decision like i don't care you're it's your name you're the one that has to totally. change all the documents no, like
1: i, I kind of <laughs> wish i had had some of those thoughts i mean I I was excited to take David's name and I I felt honored to take his name, but I also think that's a part of my cultural upbringing, right? Like that's what was normal. That was what was like, you get married and you get this new last name and you take your husband's name and it's an honor. And I don't regret that decision. However, now looking back, I do often think about like, what if I would have kept my my maiden name or what if we would have what if we both would have hyphenated like we've had friends that um American friends that decided that they would take on each other's last names like they hyphenated and that's what they did and I don't know I, I I do feel that sense of individual out individuality as you as you described your mom Marcos like just that yeah that sense of like this is where I came from this is who I I am of Ferris, like I mean not to be so dramatic, but I am like I sound like uh, Game of Thrones now, like, but but it is true, like <laughs> the
0: house. Yeah, I
1: am. I am of House Ferris, and whether I, you know, some days I like that, some days I don't. But it it just your your name is so significant to who you are, and so I think that's a really it's a personal yet cultural choice.
4: Agreed. I almost thought we weren't going to get our marriage license, or no, not our marriage license, our actual marriage certificate because when we got married in puerto rico the documentation had space for both last names and when we had the officiant fill everything out he we took down two of my bridesmaids to be the witnesses because we did it like we did it just before the ceremony so he wouldn't have to find us after the ceremony and so my two bridesmaids were my witnesses but None of us have on our official documentation have our mom's maiden names in our names. Yeah. And he like made but there was a, a
0: blank for that, right? But there's a
4: blank for that. And he made us put it in. I'm like, but none of us, we don't do that. Like, I only, we all only have one last name. I don't want to create another, you know, can't enter the country from yeah, El Salvador yeah. because your documentation doesn't match your ticket, you know, if you will. So that's right like, you
0: wrote vogel right like well you we all did yeah. yep yeah
4: we, all three of us had to be I'm like so i had to tell okay i need your mom's maiden name and your last name like and your dad's you know i guess your family name which is your dad's last name like put both of them and i was so worried that something would come back as not valid because it didn't match if they were to ever audit like, and they asked for their id that's nowhere on their identification right. i mean i
0: guess on their birth certificates it would be Think. yeah because your parents name is your birth certificate yeah. but I think, no but if your mom is de young it might not be in there i
4: think you put your mom i think your maiden name is on a birth certificate you would know
3: out of right. all of us you've
0: looked someone at more birth
4: certificates i don't have <laughs> kids so <laughs> oh, i haven't have i think to my sister. they are
3: i think maiden names are on birth certificates.
4: yeah i'll ask my sister hold on um
1: Anywho. <laughs> but like it's interesting just like your idea of quote-unquote normal and your idea yeah. of cultural perspective of name and like living in other countries your name's pronounced differently at times and how that can bring up some like no but but that's not quite my name right like there's this balance of yeah. graciousness but also like no my name represents how who I am and so even how it's pronounced can be important or not important depending on the person it's just it's really interesting
0: well now that you bring that up Aliah, like that's another thing that thinking about in terms of names like name pronunciation i say marcos in this podcast in this episode just because we're talking about names but like normally i would just introduce myself as marcos and that's what people call me um marcos uh, unless marco. you're my family <laughs>
4: <laughs> unless marcos. you're my family who leave off the s <laughs> yeah marco. <laughs> marco
0: i understand marco. if you call me marco because particularly in the Northeast, like, there's a lot of Italian influence and stuff like that. And so people can, you know, get confused. I, no joke. If I had a nickel for every time someone called me Carlos, which has happened a lot. But then I remember there was this time in school when I was in high school um, in New Jersey. There was this sub teacher that he's actually also Puerto Rican. And he, like... I don't know if this is true. I forget his name. So if he ever listens to this, like I don't know, if the, I would actually like to know what he was thinking. Please call him. The, <laughs> the sense that I got was that he he definitely thought. At least it felt to me like he felt closer to me just because we both grew up uh, on the island, and um, he also was like, "Hey, how you doing?" Hey, and, like went out of his way to like talk to me and stuff. And somewhere along the line, he started calling me Kevin. <clears throat> <laughs> I have no idea why. Did
3: he forget your name?
0: Yeah, it's not uncommon in Puerto Rico and some like Latino countries to actually name your kid Kevin. I mean. Kevin, right? I He's like, oh, Kevin, and it was one of those where like the first time it happened and I didn't say anything, and then Run it happened again, and I was gotta, like, that was gotta weird. <laughs> the first, the <laughs> first know,
1: time, seriously. otherwise, yeah. <laughs>
0: so so you got to cut years. it off before it gets out of control.
2: Oh my word! Did he eventually find out?
3: No, I never told how him.
2: How old was She's this His whole life.
3: I would say, if I you're listening to this podcast 50s. and you have a friend named Kevin <laughs> from <laughs> that, Please that, check that grew that, that up is on the island name. of Puerto Rico and then lived in Nebraska and New Jersey, <laughs> his name is not Kevin. His name is Marcos or marcos Marcos.
0: but it's ironic because he was actually probably one of the few people in that school that actually probably knew how to pronounce my name yeah and he didn't even
1: call you by the correct (laughs) name called me kevin
0: (laughs) Kevin. i mean i wasn't offended i actually just found it kind of (laughs) humorous personally I, i think pronunciation like where's that line right between wanting or demanding or because right like my parents gave me the name Marcos. If I go to Puerto Rico, it's Marcos or any Spanish-speaking country, is Marcos, mm-hmm. right? Um, my name technically is not Marcos, right? I personally don't see a, like, vast difference in identity. But, like, for some people, there might be. Now, I don't know. Do, you, do anyone have any idea or any thoughts on, well, on, on this? Like, as
2: you're talking, I was, like, thinking, okay, how offended would I be or am I? when people don't pronounce my name and granted my first name is sarah so it's very easy and that's actually been a a great blessing because my last name is impossible it's also dutch i've decided that most dutch most dutch last names <laughs> cannot be pronounced unless you're dutch um but so there's it's interesting because i do not get offended when people can't pronounce my name because it's just like i i get it it doesn't make sense like that doesn't but there's something really interesting that when people do pronounce it correctly, I feel very known. Like, even when I'm, like, there were a couple times, like, as I've traveled or I've gone into like, check into a hostel... And, um, I had one guy who was Dutch or he might've been actually South African Dutch, but he was checking me in and he saw my passport and he said my name absolutely correctly. And I never get, I never get that. And so it's like one of those, like, how do you know how to say my name? Like immediately there's like this bond that happens. Cause it's like, you know how to say my name and you know me, you know, like where it comes from. Like there, it, it there is something there. Like, again, I'm not going to get offended if you don't know it, but like, when you can say it right or even i know who my friends are when they know that like when they actually know how to pronounce my last name um yeah
1: so
0: gosh now i'm wondering if i've been pronouncing it the right way you've been way. pronouncing <laughs> it right don't you know how to say it okay you okay. the
1: substitute no, okay, you've been yeah. calling her oh, the wrong name for the last Listen, several
3: years kevin
1: Kevin, is that you?
3: Kevin. Kevin? That's not yes. how you pronounce yes. it. That's not
0: how you pronounce it, Kevin. But he yes. answers to it, um, so
1: then it kind of gets confusing. I mean, <laughs> I it's not. I know. It's he not all on the same thing. It's gonna be like, hey, even.
0: he's like, hey, Kevin. I'm like, <laughs> <"Absolutely>. <laughs> <What's that? laughs> on, you bro? <laughs> hey, yeah,
3: buddy. that's your fault. Hey, Kevin. Um, Yo, okay, Kevin here.
1: Presente.
3: I'm realizing that we're five for five on uh, either a first name or a last name that has the potential for pronunciation, for mispronunciation.
1: I got the double whammy. My
3: my last name's Nishizaki. It's a Japanese last name. My grandparents immigrated from Japan. Sarah, the story that you shared brings to mind when for a few years, a friend of mine, I, I became friends with a Japanese exchange student. And every time he would say my last name, It was beautiful. I had never heard anyone pronounce it that way because I've grown up in the States, spent my whole life in California until my mid-20s when we moved overseas. So to have a native Japanese speaker say Nishizaki, the first thing I realized is that I've never pronounced it right in my whole life because I can't make the mouth shapes. I can't make the tones. No one's ever taught me how to actually say it. And so I actually started shifting the way that I pronounced it growing up. I would say my, my, my last name, Nishizaki, more like fish, like N-I-S-H, F-I-S-H, Nishizaki. But the, the vowels make the same sound in Japanese. So he would always, you know, it, would, it would stand out very clearly, Nishizaki. So uh, now when Aliyah and I introduce ourselves, we say Nishizaki, but it was because I spent those few years with that Japanese exchange student who pronounced my Japanese last name correctly. And, uh, and the, the other thing that I noticed, and this kind of goes back a little bit to the, the in, in Latin America and Spanish culture, the, the double family name in many Asian cultures and uh, in Japanese, because this is how uh, my exchange student friend uh, would recognize me, is last name first. And uh, and there's something really, you know, it's, it is deeply cultural. And as we've said and will continue to say, it's not right or wrong. It's different. But I happen to like the I happen to like the the Latino double last name, father and mother. I like that. And I like the uh, the Japanese family name first. And other Asian cultures, there's there's something. That's more deeply connected when we are when we identify ourselves as part of bigger than ourselves. And you know, there's those scales of individualism and collectivism. But for many people in the world, they want to be known and identified by their family name first. And I I I really like that. Um, so yeah, thinking through my own last name, having a friend that pronounced it right and said my last name first, and that was fun and impacted me and changed the way that. I even pronounced
0: my last name I even, I even I even sorry I noticed when you are saying that the correct way is to say ni shisaki." yeah and that, well not like that intonation I just was accenting the knee yeah. the, the uh, um,
3: it's a lot more like Spanish like every vowel yeah, ni, makes the same yeah. sound
0: they don't change like in English that's why I love Spanish it's just five vowel sounds if you want to learn a different <laughs> language start with Spanish just five which which Comes to as a challenge when you're trying to learn other languages. Yeah, when you have more than one vowel sound, it's not easy. More than one vowel sound, but but in Spanish just five vowel sounds, no short or long vowels. Pretty
1: much the same just alphabet. We are uh,
2: sponsored by the Spanish
0: A-E-E-O. language. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but it's funny. I just noticed that you even the way that. you... You said that the correct way wasn't the way that you actually were pronouncing it. Your whole life was the, oh, the yeah. Japanese way, yeah. Which is just interesting how like totally. meaningful that could be too. There's a certain tie, tie there.
3: Well, I, like I said, recognizing recognizing all five of us have a name that's easily mispronounced. Every first day of school was miserable for me because they would go down the list, and my first name's David, so that's easy. But first day of school oftentimes, first name and last name, with a name like David. Almost every year of grade school, I had another David in my class. So they'd always have to give the last name. Well, I knew when it was my name, first, because I'm not dumb, and I know the alphabet, so after the M's, I start sweating because the N's are coming, and I'm only just waiting with fear of whatever is going to come out of my new teacher's mouth. And then whatever they say, as they fumble through it, and then awkwardly... Explain why. Uh, so, so many times it was David. Mm,
2: and then, would you just say it if, for them? Because that's what I did.
3: Well, when I was a little kid, I wasn't that brave. I was a little more socially insecure than I am now, so I didn't know that i that that was a great way to handle it. So, you know, a lot of times, if they were generous, they would say, "How do you pronounce that?" Uh, probably more often than not, it was, I can't pronounce that or I'm not going to pronounce that. Uh, I've shared with you all as friends, but now I'll say on the record, uh, my sophomore year of high school in biology, my biology teacher was going through roll, said, David, got to the ends, David, mm, and she said, David, Japanese. And, uh, and everyone in my class chuckled. And it was so painful because it was it was in that moment that I just thought to myself, man, I wish I was David Johnson, who had no trouble being, having their name pronounced, because it, uh, it's a delicate thing. It's a deeply personal thing, uh, and mispronunciation to me at times has felt uh, like a mistreatment of, of, of my name, um, and so there's sensitivity to it, and, and yet it's so public. And uh, yeah, so I mean, names names are something that are deeply cultural. They're deeply personal. They're deeply meaningful. I will say though that having lived in other countries with a name like David, a biblical name, one of the benefits is that most places around the world have a version of your name. Yeah,
1: a Bible translation. And so now,
3: having lived in Spanish-speaking contexts. and and others, like in French speaking context, the the name for David is David. And I have probably as many friends that know me as David as know me as David. Right. And so there's a part of me and Marcos, I would Marcos, I would be curious to know, you know, when you think of yourself, how do you refer to yourself? And I would say for me, there are times when I think of myself as David and times that I think of myself as David mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel disconnected it doesn't feel disjointed it feels it feels integrated it feels like yeah that's me there's David David
2: You respond similarly to both Yeah Yeah
0: And it would be weird in some contexts right if I was called Marcos and in some contexts like if I'm at Lawrence family Thanksgiving dinner and they're calling me Marcos that'd be weird But if I'm in Puerto Rico and people are calling me Marcos that'd be weird too like, it's just weird. But anyways, sorry. We were well, something. no,
2: I was going to say the same thing, David, because while I was um, being born and raised in South America, a, a lot of my really how I knew my name was Sara or Sarita. And so when I have like adults actually call me Sarita It's very endearing for me because it's like my, it's like how I was raised. Like everyone just called me Sarita. But for like when I started traveling and living overseas, I very much thanked my parents for naming me Sarah because it is one of those names that can be, is very cross-cultural. And it's hilarious actually like how much like how much I've been able to bond with people even because I meet with like shopkeepers and they're like oh my daughter's name is Sara or whatever and so it's like I like everyone is named Sarah but in their version of of that but it usually always is pronounced like Sara and there is something very like whenever anyone calls me Sara it's like I respond to it it makes sense like I most a lot of people know me as that um so yeah similarly it kind of brings up like that like oh that's my name
0: what what if someone was calling you Sarah instead of Sarah? How would you mm. feel? like consistently
2: I would I, or if
0: they called you Kevin <laughs>
2: <No>. <laughs> They just called me Claire. Um, yeah, yeah, Claire. I I well see here's the thing is like it depends on the context like if they're if I'm in another country, if I'm meeting people for the first time, Like, maybe they don't have the name Sarah in their culture or language or those sounds. Like, to me, it'd be like, if that's the the best you can do and that makes sense in your, like, if that makes sense in your language and the sounds that you have, like, that's not going to offend me at all. Um, But if, like, it was some random person on the street in, like, Colorado, I'd be like, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, why are you calling me that? And I would correct them and be like, it's actually Sarah. I don't know. Um, but no, like I had this, I had, well, I was, when I was living in France, I knew someone who, um, her name was very difficult to pronounce in the French language because they didn't have that, they didn't have that sound. And so, but she, yeah, she wouldn't be, she wasn't able to let it go. And that offense was just like, every time anyone tried to pronounce that name, it didn't, it like, she just couldn't get over it and kept trying to correct them over and over, even though... They do not have that sound in that language. And so to me, that's like at some point you've gotta let it go.
1: Well, like you're the guest. She's yeah. the guest in that culture. It's not like the cult expecting the culture to suddenly have the sounds in their language to be able yeah. to perfectly say your name. That just That's a good point. That seems a little off. Like she's she's the visitor in that situation, right? Like we've all been visitors in different cultures where our name maybe isn't said exactly the way that we grew up with it, but it's like, okay, I'm the outsider here. So I'm going to, I'm going to extend grace to that instead of like you said, Sarah, like if it were in your town, it would be like, Hey guys, my name's Sarah. Like I I feel comfortable correcting you because I'm an insider. Like I'm, I don't know. It's interesting to think think about.
3: There's still something deeply connected to it. As much as you want to be gracious, it still can feel tension. Like you can still feel the tension of it. Yeah. Aliyah and I had a conversation before we moved to Spanish-speaking countries about her preference of having her name spelled right or pronounced right. So Aaliyah is spelled A-L-E-A-H, which if that's you pronounce it I sp- in Spanish... That's how my spelling is, yeah. You would, you would, if you read A-L-E-A. that, you would pronounce it Alea. Alea.
0: Which sounds really close to Halea, which A-L-E-A. if I was a kid, I would make fun of you because, I mean, as a, I would, again, let me as a mean... Kid, a yeah. b- bully. Yeah, I'm the bully. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, so, I mean, we talked about uh, y- if you would prefer to have it pronounced right, well, then you should spell it differently because you can make the sounds Alia or Alia in Spanish, but you wouldn't spell it A L E A H. And Alia, what did you, what did yeah, you Yeah, I, I
1: chose different spelling. I mean, because I, I did.
0: With an accent, with with an accent on the I, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: A L I A. Um, Just because that that connected more for me, like seeing it spelled different. I mean, I've I've heard my name pronounced a lot of different ways from for as long as I can remember, and so there was something really significant. I mean, again, like I mean, out of all of us, maybe Marcos and I have that same experience of like my name being mispronounced often, that was a very common experience. And so it did feel like there was a disconnect every time my name was, was said incorrectly. And, and so moving, I knew that it, while I was an outsider, I knew that I was committed to living there long-term. And so even if it is just like this small little twinge of like, oof, that's not how I say it. I, I wanted I didn't want that to be a barrier and so spelling it differently was an easy easy choice to say I'm going to spell it differently so that I'm known as Aliyah.
3: and think of, think about it I mean I don't really pay much attention if someone misspells my name yeah right like if someone mispronounces my name that stands
0: out and people and we say our names well, more than we we're auditory people other's names. so
1: it makes sense
0: yeah it, it's funny because you said disconnect is probably the best and and yeah disconnect is like a really good way of putting it for me it's not so much the disconnect personally didn't come so much from marcos and marcos but actually my last name so like my last name is Martí. it's catalan it's martin in catalan um and it's funny because only in when i go to spain is that people are like yeah Martí, because it's way more common obviously in like in catalonia um but but most people in the United States, and even when I was in Puerto Rico and I was in an American school, um, mm. I say American. I mean United States In Puerto Rico. People say American, even though Puerto Rico is part of the United States. And um, <laughs> but uh, it would always be a Marty, Marty, oh, Marty, Marcos. And so, like a lot of people would Marty would assume like that, that Marty was Spanish? my first name. Marty, Marty is it has an accent on the I. No, yeah, I know. Marty. But how
3: would people misspell it when you said, or mispronounce it when you said they called you Marty?
0: Or, oh, they called me Marty. That's how they call oh, They actually the, would call right. me Marty. They like yeah. read, it.
1: They read <laughs> Marty. it in English and say Marty.
0: And so a lot of times they would assume my first name was Marty and my last name was Marcos because they're more familiar with marty being the, the, the or Martin right um and and it always felt like that's not me like like mm-hmm. it just felt like that is just completely just completely i mean i should have felt the same way with kevin but i for some reason
3: <laughs> you became kevin yeah, there was a little kevin a inside of you
0: that that's took probably rape. why you
1: kept it totally <laughs> you you're like i do feel like a kevin um, sure no,
0: i don't like that name i mean no offense to kevin's but i like marcos <laughs> uh but, but like always is it marty or be like um every teacher would call me Marty, Marty Marcos. And like, so it would always go like, like let's say roll would be, you know, Sarah Scapins, uh, Aaliyah, uh, Ferris, uh, David Nishizaki. Um, and then my name would be in the same order as everyone else is on Role, but then they would say my last name first because yeah. <laughs> I mean, Marty Marcos. I'm like, no, Marcos, Marty. Um, and again, and here's the thing, I think there's a balance, because I don't, I personally don't hold it against those per- particular people in specific. Like, in my mind, I have very few of any, like, memories of, oh, that person got my name wrong. But it would happen enough where, like, that was, like, the rule. So there's this balance of, like, okay, freaking get my name right. But at the same time, like, I know my dad, for example, my 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 dad english is a second language there's certain vowels in english that he cannot pronounce mm-hmm. sorry dad it's just true and you know this um <laughs> yeah and he's my dad's trained himself to say different words like he won't say like uh beach because it comes out as a bit actually it actually sounds beach Right. Yeah. When, when you pronounce it or like in a professional in a professional setting or like sheet of paper. So it's like you're saying it's like one sheet of paper, but it sounds closer to something that professionally you wouldn't say. Yeah. And so like he trained himself to say piece of paper or to say the ocean and not the beach. Right. So like I also want to extend grace yeah. and understand that, like, hey, sometimes you just can't pronounce things but I think that, for oh, me. Yeah, go ahead. No, no go well, ahead. I was please, just going to say that's a
1: bilingual perspective or a multilingual perspective that. Growing up, I was not exposed to other languages, and it wasn't until I started to be a language learner myself in terms of a second language did I start to extend extend that grace differently because I had been there. Like, I had made those language mistakes. I... I said La Cosa because I couldn't pronounce the word or whatever it was. Like I I navigated around those difficult things to where now when I'm encountering someone and they are saying ocean instead of beach, I'm like, yeah, man, like I get that. I totally.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So
1: I think there's a difference when when you yourself, there's an empathy maybe is, is the right way to say it. Like there's an empathy that grows when you are multilingual.
0: And and for the person that you're talking about, Sarah, like maybe that's the part, like that empathy. Hopefully, right? Like those cross-cultural experiences bring that empathy, right? Where it's like, okay, like I wish my name. I, I wish people would get my name right, right? But I remember my one of my good friends in college is Korean, and their parents could not pronounce my name, like, and I I kind of want to pronounce it, but I don't want to sound offensive, so I won't. But like it, it was like like you know s's are very different in 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 korean language or like f right there's no f sound so like f sounds like p and there's no f in my name but uh f sounds like p and 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 so like at the same time it's like but i've also been in scenarios where people just get like i've been in a scenario where i have a friend who has an indian name and i had another I, in this situation this person that kept calling him abdul and his name's not abdul And Abdul's not even an Indian name, but because it sounds kind of, and they just always call Abdul. I'm like, that's not, it's not this name. Like, it's not. And so, like, at that point, right, it's like, come on, too. Like, just try. Like, try. So, I, for me, as long as someone tries, for me, that went a long way. I will say that the
2: Starbucks people who try, and also that is, that is another question I have for you guys, is the worst Starbucks spelling on a cup. But I do, like, that is one place where they'll ask me, like, anytime I say Sarah, they say with an H or without. And in any other country, no, they they won't put an H, like most other countries don't put an H at the end. And I am absolutely okay with that. But if someone does that here and spells my name without an H, then I get very, I do get very offended (laughs) because it's a very different name.
4: (laughs) Yeah, people at Starbucks always put, it's L-O-R-E-N. That's Lauren really in Starbucks. So
1: I, like, I feel that like a Lauren's male? universal spelling. No, but male, the male spelling of Lauren, isn't that how it O R E N. L-O-R-E-N? Um, I
0: don't know. I didn't even know there was a oh, male yeah, spelling. Oh, yeah, like Jerry and
1: Jerry. You know, you got the boy Jerry, that's J-E-R-R-Y, and then you have the female, which is G-E-R-I. Yeah. I didn't
0: know. I didn't know Lauren was the same case. Yeah,
4: so I people usually when I see it, it's people that aren't maybe native English speakers that they go phonetically and they go L O R E N because it's the phonetic. Sure. Um, which I don't know if that I don't know if that's what they're told to do, like if by Starbucks, like in order to like make it as inclusive as possible to write something that's phonetic, so that the next person, can like whoever has the drink at the end, can call it out in the easiest to pronounce. I wouldn't way. be
0: surprised if that was policy. Yeah.
4: Yeah, like so that I've always wondered that, but the A U sound like that's. I didn't, I don't think that's a harder, hard one to do, but Spanish speakers, If you're
0: Spanish, should be louder. yeah.
4: Yeah, I guess it would be, but I guess like, yeah, louder to Lauren, it's different, but, and the O, that O sound, A-U becomes O, but yes, Starbucks is, or any kind of like order place, drink place, if it's, usually if it's a, someone that maybe English isn't their first language,
0: um, they'll go L-O-R-E-N mm. versus L-A-U. If someone listening works at Starbucks, I would really like to know if that's part of your training. David, you used to work like, at Starbucks. Oh, that's
3: right. I did. I put some time. I put some time in. Uh, Black
1: apron. <clears throat> Black apron niche. Like we used know, to call him.
3: Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember a spelling training. I don't. Spelling I don't remember a specific. Okay, cool. I do <laughs> <movie number. laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, no, it's spelling training made it sound like there was a spelling bee in like Starbucks Academy. Okay, like... so
3: you guys want me to remember 15 years ago if there was a page in the handbook about And I'm sure it might about, be a different
0: policy about from phonetics, 15 years ago, phonics. too. It's a different world. Like I know in
4: the ER, it's, it's a minefield if you're trying to call out a patient's name in the middle of a waiting room and you're trying to like read it and call it and trying not to hesitate too much and also trying not to be offensive and also trying to, to just get the people to stand up and come with you. Um, so sometimes if you like check them in and you get them to say, like they say the name, sometimes we've actually taken to putting in our comment bar on our track board, we'll put like a phonetic pronunciation or we'll write it on the back of like the little triage sheet. Like we'll like put it in quotes and I'll like kind of put it out phonetically um, like what, mm-hmm. how to pronounce this name. So that makes it a little easier for the rest of the staff. Um, but yeah, it's usually it's not the easiest thing sure. you get. You do a develop and Eye and an ear for it. The more that you work with the public,
1: um, certain in populations that you get used to, yeah,
4: yeah, and you can kind of decipher. Like looking at the name, you can kind of be like, "Okay, I'm gonna make my best educated guess." You're not st- stereotyping, but you're trying to make a really like I try to make it a very good like educated guess on how this name name would be pronounced. Um, but you do get like a little bit of, like an ear for it, eye for it. Be like, okay, like I think it's gonna be this way based mm-hmm. off of past experiences. That being said, I see some crazy names in the ER. Uh,
3: Even though some people might say the stakes are as high in Starbucks as they are in an ER, the truth is, and I'm comfortable going on the record, it's not. Coffee is not as important as uh, human life, even though some people, again, would think that the two go hand in hand. I, I, I remember one very specific name story that I remember is there was a guy who would come in regularly, sweet guy, generous, kind, and his name was Elvis. And so I do remember in training Starbucks telling us to engage uh, regulars and develop that uh, relationship. And uh, and I mean, I think I can be a friendly person without being motivated by, uh, by Starbucks coffee company. Um, Anyway, maybe maybe I should just say a coffee company. We'll edit out who it is. A coffee company. A leading
0: coffee company. A mega coffee company with a mermaid as a mascot.
3: I said said to Elvis, Elvis, your name is Elvis. Did your parents like the musician? How did you end up with the name Elvis? And he said, my name's not Elvis. That's the name I use when I come to Starbucks because my name is difficult to... Difficult to pronounce; it's often mispronounced. So I learned a long time ago to say the name Elvis because no one gets it wrong. Uh, and I don't remember his full story, uh, where he was from, the origin of his name. But I remember him very specifically saying, "I've I've learned to use the name Elvis because, in a way, I was tired of having my name mispronounced, and I knew people would get this right." Uh, so if you're listening out there, Elvis, we love you, and uh, I would love to learn to pronounce your name.
0: And it's funny, a lot of my friends that have Asian names, right, Korean names, Chinese names, um, they would go by, I mean, I understand some Some people get, some people have a Chinese name or a Taiwanese name or a, a, a Korean name, and it might be more ceremonial in their fa- in their family, and they actually get called at home, you know, uh, their Western name, because they consider themselves American, it's an American family, but that wasn't always the case, too, and I found it really interesting, that I did have friends that were like, yeah, like at home, my parents call me something else, but when I'm not... Actually, this is a funny story. Um, I won't use his real name because I don't know. Uh, Let's call him Kevin. There was this one kid in college that um, we knew him by... This wasn't his the name we knew him by, but it was very Western name. Let's say it was Kevin, John. Kevin. <laughs> it was Kevin, okay, Kevin. Kevin. It was Kevin, and <laughs> he, he had a different... Uh, he's Korean and ha- had, had been known in a Korean name with a korean name his whole life. It's his first day in college and his mom drops him off and as they're like dr- not I don't know if it was as they were driving away but this is how the story was told to me as they're he's like, "Oh, by the way, your name's not this anymore. Your name is your name is Kevin." And he was like, "What?" So like for the first couple weeks when we first got to know this person, he was like introducing himself as Kevin. But like he had never gone by Kevin in his life. Mm-hmm. Like he had gone by his Korean name. Yeah. <laughs> and then like later we ended up calling him his Korean name because like we we're like hey like we can learn how to say your Korean name and actually a lot of our friend group was Korean or is Korean. Um. So so it became more natural. But but I thought it was really funny that like like, I mean some people like just make that choice and I don't want to like turn that you know like bash that either. You make the choice of like hey like i'm tired of people mispronouncing my name or i don't want people to think my name is weird or i don't want people you know and and even though that's sad and that's like a definitely a power dynamic at the same time i'm not going to judge someone that chooses to make that decision and say like no like i'd rather be called kevin than than whatever you know like i thought that that was interesting too in terms of it's a person i think it's a personal Mm -hmm. choice um that you that you have to make but um yeah. especially have you seen about- the studies
3: that have shown the higher rates of hiring for mm. american english names compared to non yeah. and and you know for someone for example with the name juan is less likely right. to be hired than someone with the name john and so people yeah. will use that name because in this country at this time you're more likely to get a, na- a get a job if your name is john compared to if your yeah. name was one,
0: Yeah, we, I mean, we do have to acknowledge there is such a thing as name privilege and that, like, I mean, no one picked that name. Like, Sarah, you said that you're happy that your parents called you Sarah because it was versatile mm-hmm. in different countries. But, like, you know, in the culture that we live in, you don't pick out your own name. So if your name was something different, then, like, it's not something you worked for, yeah. right? Or or if you maybe come from India and you have a, a longer name than usual um, in in the United States and people are like, well, I, I, this does bother me when people are like, I'm not even going to pronounce that. Yeah. Right. And like I'm like, what okay, I, when you say I'm not even going to pronounce was, that. Well, like, I was just <laughs> thinking
2: about that and I was thinking like, I think the, a lot of the reason behind this is like, people get really uncomfortable with themselves when they can't pronounce something. But I also think it's because there's these boxes that we subconsciously put people in like... Oh, your, your name's Lindsay. I know how to say it. So I know then where to put you. And so if I don't know how to then say your name, I can't even like begin to like put you somewhere like that. I don't know. I think that's
1: totally, I've been been in school the last two years and, and the first time being in school with a married, with my married last name. And so the first day of every class, when, when it gets to Nishizaki, I can't help but feel like my professors are looking around the room looking for a Japanese woman or a Japanese person. So then when it comes, when I raise my hand, it's kind of this like, okay, wait, what? Like you don't fit what I what category I was trying to fit you into.
3: And the thing is like and this is something that I think was a positive experience from my time working for the coffee company is I, I, I learned the value of learning people's names because whether or not someone's name is Lindsay or John or Matt or Kevin, we don't, even remember people, we don't even remember people's names if we can pronounce them. But it is like that same thing. We just want to put them in a box and kind of like figure it out and get through it, whatever it is, the greeting or the introduction. But we, we're not learning names we can pronounce to get to know them, and that's where I think, you know, the effort that it would take to actually learn to pronounce someone's name is an effort to to know someone, to get to know them, even in a small way. Uh, and and unfortunately, we we oftentimes don't even give people that that much, regardless of how easy their name is to pronounce.
0: Uh, and people might be also fearful of like sounding ignorant or something like that, like in the way that they. But like, I just want to put it out there as a POC, right? Like, <laughs> um, as a person, I, I personally I don't want to speak on all people of color, but like, like at the same time, like for me, it goes personally it goes a way longer way for you to try try to pronounce something right or try even if you get it wrong and like if you're genuine you can usually tell when someone's being like genuine or just being a jackass right like like you know you could for me trying goes way way further than than you just saying well i'm not even gonna because i'm not gonna get it right and it's like well like it's so so it's just it's basically saying i'm not even gonna engage with that part of your identity right i'll take dozens of
3: mispronunciations if you're trying compared to and Sarah, you said this, the really hurtful, I'm never going to get that. I'm not going to try that type of attitude. And you know, if I, you know, you'd said earlier, Marcos, if you had a nickel, if I had a nickel for every time someone said, I'm not going to get that. I'm never going to pronounce it. I'm not going to try. Uh, man, I'd have a roll of nickels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That could really. come in
1: handy. We've got some dirty laundry.
3: I wish we had that. <laughs> do they still take nickels out the coin? I don't operator? know. I have my own washer yeah. dryer. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, yeah. Agile, it's a bad joke. It's not my real life. not my real life. a nickel anymore. If I had a nickel.
0: So, yeah, um, you had mentioned you had something. How does it work in deaf culture? Like, Everything that we've been talking about is definitely more about sounding out a name. So it's very auditory. But in the culture where there is little to no auditory yeah,
1: visual language aspect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: It's visual language. Yeah, yeah. How does naming work? Is there differences? Yeah. Or? So
1: I'm a, I'm a Gallaudet graduate. Gallaudet university is the only university for the deaf in the world. Um, and so I graduated with a degree in deaf studies. And so it is a bilingual university. Um, but to communicate visually, we use American sign language. All of my classes were in sign language, uh, lectures and things like that. So there is, there is definitely a cultural difference in that you have a name sign and your name sign is one sign, one motion, or, um, one sign that signifies who you are. It, it, instead of spelling out your name, each individual letter, you have one sign that is yours. Uh, so like there's not one sign for David, like my David, David Nishizaki has his own sign. And then another David would, would have his own sign. Um, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: How do you pick them? Yeah. So the way that you receive a name sign is incredibly cultural in that David and I are both hearing and yet we have name signs and we've received those name signs from deaf friends. And that is a really important part of the culture where a hearing person is not to give a name sign. Like I can't pick a name sign for myself, nor can I give name signs to any of you because I'm hearing and that's not my privilege. The privilege is of the deaf person to get to know you and to give you your your name sign because your name sign is often has to do with a, a characteristic about you Oftentimes it's a physical attribute or maybe even a personality characteristic that the deaf person observes and then says, this this is you. This is how I would describe or, or categorize you. And so this will be your name sign. And you have a right to either accept that or not accept that. But, I mean, oftentimes it's after a lot of thought. It's not upon first time meeting someone of like, oh, your name is Lauren. Okay, great. This will be your name sign. Like, that's definitely not how it works. Um, so there is something really significant in being a hearing person and being an outsider and being welcomed into the culture by receiving that name sign. David and I both have, have significant stories that have to do with how we received our name signs, who gave them to us, who we were with, um, how long ago that was, and, and it is a part of our cultural story in terms of how we um, are a part of the deaf community, and and so it. it it is different because while there's not maybe pronunciation, there is hand shape and palm orientation and things that if you were to do my name, if you were to sign my name sign inappropriately or wrong, you know, incorrectly, I, I would correct you. I, I would say, oh, no, it's not like this. It's this is actually how you do it. Um,
2: oh, Elia, yeah. do they change their name signs ever or is it kind of as soon as you have one, you keep the same one or like how does it work for if like you're five like you were born into it you're five maybe your family actually happens to be deaf even though that's not a commonality but um yeah like how does that work
1: yeah, the uh it varies. There are people that have had the name sign the same name sign their entire life and there are those who have changed their name sign because of a significant event in their life or because of that reality that you are alluding to, Sarah. 90% of deaf children are born to hearing parents, and so oftentimes it is a hearing person who gives a deaf child their name sign, which directly goes against the, the cultural norm. And so for some, there is a significant part of owning a deaf identity when you are given a name sign by a, by a deaf person. And so you may have started from, you know, whatever, one year old to 10 years old with one name sign, but then as your deaf identity has developed and you have really begun to... um have more exposure to deaf culture then that might influence the adoption of a new name sign
0: and is that new name sign as a deaf person if I were born uh, uh, if I wouldn't be able to hear right I'm a deaf person and is that name sign still assigned to me or do I get to would I would I want to pick my own name sign as an expression of my Individuality, or as an expression of who I am, or is it something that someone else in the community recognizes, right? Because there's a there's a different there's a collective versus individual yep, aspect right. there it's as well. Right, it's very
1: collective. So I, uh, as far as I know, I don't know of anyone that they themselves have picked their name sign. Now, I could be wrong, but as as far as I know, it's always been something that's been given.
3: But you had said earlier, and and so. It, it, You can't oversimplify it or make a blanket statement for everybody, right? Aliyah had said that you can reject a name sign or stop using it. And I would say, again, this is an oversimplification. It's not unlike someone who grew, grew up being called Billy and then decides to go by Bill. As an adult, or William, or William. uh, I mean, my name's David. I've always gone by David, but I could have been called Davy. I could be a Dave now. So, I I mean, again, that's. I think
0: we've talked about this. You don't like Dave, do you?
3: No, I don't. That's an oversimplification, but I, I think in the same way with different friends that we have in the deaf community, they 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 make a choice to to go by
0: you know a different name that's interesting and and I mean it's not unheard of in terms of like um the there are cultures right that the the collective or the tribe or the the family actually pick the name um for the person or someone besides the parent right like um picks the name Mm -hmm. of of a a child so or
3: you get a new name as a coming of age like we have friends in the Hmong community and when you become a uh, an adult and a man, you know, I'm thinking of one friend in particular who, once he became a man, he was given a, a new name
1: mm-hmm. well, and i I would even add to in summation because I could talk forever about it. I think there there is something that is really different about the deaf community, in that there's because it's a a, a visual language um, American sign language, there's a recognition of the face that is more important than remembering how someone's name is spelled or remembering someone's name sign. Like if I were to say, yeah, you know, Sarah, and someone was to respond, no, I don't know, Sarah, I would describe her. I would not, like I would physically describe her or describe her characteristics instead of saying well this is how you spell her name this is her last name like it's more visual and that's how we would get to this oh yeah yeah yeah, i do know who sarah is
0: that's so fascinating because also there's in other cultures right there's certain taboo of like describing someone by certain characteristics characteristics um not just you know you mentioned fat or something like that right like you you wouldn't say well you know like so and so you know he's fat he's like you know that that wouldn't be considered polite Mm -hmm. um but at this, even even there's certain histories, right? Like like some people might be offended if you use the color of their skin as like yep. the main describer. Yep. Where in other cultures you would say like, yeah, but that's the color of their skin, sure. right? You know what I mean? Like that's how sure. you would describe this person. You wouldn't say that person sure. is this other color, right? Like you wouldn't well, say... There um, so there so are like signs
1: he- that have changed because what once was quote unquote appropriate is no longer and so there is like language is always changing right so there is this um, while the culture is tends to be very blunt and very direct that's not to say that there is this um, this lack of of empathy or awareness that a certain sign could actually be incredibly hurtful and so there is a, a shift as culture changes that language changes as well
0: yeah
3: that's fascinating. This is so cross-culturalish. Oh,
1: wow! <laughs> no wonder where we got our name, huh?
0: There you have it, friends. That was our second part of the two-part series on names. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.